Burning Man was this week, and if I called it what I thought it was, then YouTube would demonetize this, so let's just call it a cluster duck. Uh, <laughs> we had climate protests blocking the roads and the climate destroying the Burning Man event itself, turning it into a muddy mess. We'll be talking about that here on the left wing. I'm John Cooper from Counterpoint Politics, joined by my co-hosts Desmond Price of the Independent Thought Podcast and TJ Whitehead of Powers Taken Not Given. So here's the rundown of what happened, guys. We had just an absolute muddy mess, uh, you know, terrible storms coming through Burning Man, ruining the event for everyone. Very similar to how the event was kind of ruined last year by very high over 100 degree heats. It's becoming a tradition that this festival is getting destroyed by climate change. And the real thrust of this story is that it's the people who are going to the event that are massively contributing to climate change itself. Now, there's a lot of different angles to this, but what I find most interesting is that a lot of the, you know, a lot of people think of Burning Man as the hippie uh, commune, but it isn't that anymore. It's become this silicon valley tech bro billionaire orgy hangout where people are literally they're flying in on private jets they're setting up these massive air-conditioned domes they have these giant multi-million dollar you know setups just for this event and it is kind of to me a symbol of what climate activism in america has become where you have these carbon footprint offsets that aren't actually doing anything and just allowing these ultra wealthy people contributing disproportionately to climate change to feel good about themselves while actively continuing to destroy the planet and really not doing what is required of us to actually make significant change in the fight for you know against climate change um there's a couple different interesting facts about this but i wanted to first throw it to you guys to see what you thought of it Well, uh, so the thing that stuck out to me the most was obviously I, I I did feel bad for the people that were you know stuck there, uh, because when I thought about it, they were hit with like two ecological uh situations that you wouldn't ever think of being drenched and soaked in a desert. That's something like <laughs> I that that would not cross my mind. Like if I was if I was packing for a trip to the middle of Nevada, like like rain gear and all weather tires, this is not something that would ever ever be on the list. That was the first thing I thought. I did feel bathroom with that. Uh second, it's kind of off topic, but in researching this, because I didn't know a whole lot about Burning Man. I heard of it, but I didn't know. But DJ Diplo, this guy kept showing. Did you guys that he kept showing up in every news article I read about it, every uh report I saw about it? I'd never heard of this guy. And they were like lumping him in with celebrities like Chris Rock. And I was like, who the hell is DJ Diplo? I, I, I don't know anything about this guy, but I looked him up and uh I got it right here. The guy co-wrote Paper Planes by MIA. Okay. He uh produced, yeah, he produced Beyonce's album Lemonade. He produced multiple songs and albums with Drake, Snoop, Madonna. So, I mean, his, his track record is a mile long. So, yeah, okay, I guess that guy really is a celebrity. I, I thought, you know, uh, just some some stupid like that. But uh, that, that was kind of weird. But about Burning Man itself, uh, what you mentioned there, John, is that, you know, what is, I, I, it was very fascinating looking at what Burning Man started as and what it's evolved into, because I guess it was just a few guys like in San Francisco 
And they uh they burned an effigy of the like, burning man is burning the man. It's not like a, a wicker man thing. It's just like he's burning the man. And it's like it was supposed mm-hmm. to be like an anti-capitalist uh protest thing. But as time's gone on, you know, it's it's evolved into like a seventy thousand person. It costs it costs six hundred dollars just to show up. You got to supply wow. your own food. Yeah, you got to supply your own food. So your own your own transportation. Uh, yeah, everything. And they had this thing. It was funny because it started off as, as anti-capitalist, but they refer to it as I can't remember radical self-reliance. That's the uh, phrase that they kept using. It's like that's not that's not anti-capitalist at all. And uh. <laughs> And, and so if you first, if you have to if you can pay seventy thousand dollars to go to a festival in a desert, no, you are the man that is burning. <laughs> well, it's not it's seventy thousand people, not seventy thousand uh dollars. But it would, they, it, it, you're right, it wasn't, but it was like it was like three thousand, it was several thousand. It, it's a, tickets, it's a lot right? of money. It was, yeah, it's a lot of money. I mean, if you got to pay for everything for that entire time you're out there, but I want to talk about the first time I heard about Burning Man, and that was uh, in the early two thousands, and uh, it was the show Reno Nine One One. And uh, Lieutenant Dangle made some sort of joke about Burning Man. And I assumed it was like a, a gay thing, like a gay bacchanalia. That, that, that's, that's what I thought. And, uh, it, and it's, it's turned, it kind of is that, I mean, it's not a gay thing, but it's like, it's a minor version of Bohemian Grove. And I don't know if you guys uh, are familiar with Bohemian Grove, but for the listeners who aren't, Bohemian Grove is a uh, exclusive all-male club in California that, uh, the the members are like you know the the highest members of high society. There's politicians, there's billionaires, and uh, they get together for two weeks uh, every year. Afraid of the owl they, god. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the owl god. I want to bring that up. Thank you. Uh, and they get together for two weeks every year, and uh, they do three things. They uh, they network. Uh, they do they they do three things. They network, do drugs, and do prostitutes. That's what they do for for for, the, for that time they're out there. And Alex Jones uh, actually made his bones uh, breaking into Bohemian Grove, and oh. he recorded the Owl God ceremony because like when the, when it starts, they have all these like it's in the middle of the night. They have all these guys in like uh you know hoods and uh, robes and stuff. And they bring this effigy out in front of this 40 foot owl statue and they light this mannequin on fire and it's called the cremation of care. And it's supposed to simulate uh, the, the mannequin simulates, you know, your cares and your worries in the world. But you can guess what Alex Jones thought when he saw that and how he was talking about how this is, you know, Beelzebub and that this is uh, the, 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 the coming satanic overlords uh, going over us. Upon further research of the ritual you just witnessed, it becomes clear. It is a mixture of the Babylonian Canaanite cult of Moloch fused with ancient Druidic rites where you have the female side of Satan, which they first call out to in the she, and then towards the horn god with the he, mixed with Masonic rites from Scotland. And I always thought it was something like that, but it turns out just to be like a diet version of that. And like, like you said, John, the hypocrisy of the people that do this, because it's like, hey, it's cool. It's Bernie, man. It's awesome. But uh, I was kind of stuck in between feeling bad for them and like, ah, well, fuck these guys. I mean, they're the ones that are hurting it anyway. So so I don't know. I just I just saw it as a great learning experience. Everyone's fine. And I did watch I did watch a clip from the Young Turks about this, and they brought up something very interesting that 
You know, whenever you go through, if you think back to the times in your life where you went through something really difficult and really hard with other people, you bond really strongly. And in the military, it's like that. Like the 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 closest, like the closest friends I've ever made are in military schools and military deployments because you know these people for only a year, six months maybe, but you go through such you know awful shit together that you feel like you've known each other for ten years. So you know. They're going to be fine, folks. They're, they're going to be fine. They're going to talk about this Bernie Man event for the next 40 years of their lives. Uh, don't don't feel too bad for them. That's how I feel. <laughs> you know, I'm a little confused as to what the backlash is around this, truthfully. Yeah. If we're just kind of um, just laying it out for what it is. And somebody else, I'd love for someone to explain this to me. John, if you did this, or TJ, if you felt this way, it feels like it's getting a disproportionate amount of pushback from people on the left Compared to maybe other events that we've seen around the world, other festivals, other giant, you know, like get togethers. I'm very confused as to why Burning Man in particular is, you know, receiving all the different blowback that it was receiving on TikTok and people kind of like taking so much, you know, um, like joy out of what was happening there. Like what, what part of the story are we missing as to why so many people were so in fact, like, I guess, stuck on this story? John, what are your thoughts on that? So I think the reason for this is that it's a little bit of a look and see whatever you want kind of thing. Kind okay. of like what we talked about with the sub to a lesser degree, but how you could look at anyone from any walk of life could look at that and find something to get pissed off about. Like that that's also what's going on with Burning Man because on one level you had the climate activist protest that happened before it. And to like go into that you you had people from I believe it was Climate Rebellion Climate defiance. Climate, climate defiance, yeah. Um, and Extinction Rebellion, that was the other one. Um, but they got together, they blockaded the road that everyone mm. takes to do this. And that anytime climate activists or any protesters blockade a road, it's always a controversial thing. You had them doing that and everyone getting pissed off at them. You had the local indigenous tribe was pissed off at the climate protesters um they, they were actually the ones who sent the police that ended up ramming they were basically attached to this trailer and they just rammed the trailer off the road with the police truck and the police officer was like i'm gonna get rid of all of you um if you don't move and but like so that's an interesting thing where it's like okay yes we don't like the police but also we support indigenous rights to to govern their own land and it's like oh well there, there's a lot of nuance here you you can get mad at this any way you wanted you yeah. have the as you mentioned and, and as the burning man festival you know organizers have said like yeah it, they, they do take a lot of strides to be a one of the most eco-friendly festivals in the world it's probably not nearly as you know ecologically bad as some of these other massive festivals world over but on the flip side of that, there's the massive giant hypocrisy of the entire thing, like how we mentioned, these are people who are extremely influential at this point, the man that is being burned, are the people who are going to this event. Um, and it gives a very Elon Musk feel of like, yeah, that independent that like, oh, yeah, we're gonna be strong, fiercely independent, but you know, we're actually kind of just fascist like like that that's kind of the feel <laughs> that burning man has developed over the years and it started as this hippie commune that has turned into that and i think there's a lot of just like i don't know um impotent rage at that that is kind of being directed 
at the festival and also burning them is just a thing that people are interested in you know even people don't know about it. like oh that seems cool a giant fucking orgy in the desert like yeah. i'll click on that <laughs> you yeah. know and so yeah. i i think as much as like i kind of agree this isn't this is kind of much ado about nothing it is going to get clicks you know and you know i was kind of like oh should the climate activists be attacking this event that is by other standards better than others but it'll get the clicks man and it has and, and that's what we kind of seen. i think that's the reason this story just all of the different angles everyone can find something to be mad about yeah you know, it's funny oh sorry go ahead i, I was just going to say um you know Actually, no, I don't want to switch the conversation. TJ, go ahead really quickly, and then I'm going to follow up with that. It, it's funny, and it's ironic, and people love that. And it's uh, it plays into just like everyone knows that you, you can't be half a gangster. You know, you, you can't. And so, like, you can't say, hey, look, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna speak out against climate. We're the hippies. We're the cool people. And you have a CEO, and you have, like, all these people that are making millions of dollars off of this event. It reminded me, when, John, we were talking about uh, – the climate part specifically, I remember many, many moons ago, I was watching uh, an NFL playoff game and Bob Costas was announcing, you know, the pregame and Bob Costas said, uh, all right, so for the next 10 seconds, we're going to shut off all the lights in this stadium. Like there's going to be no light here at all. We'll be complete darkness in the middle of the night for 10 seconds uh, as like a, to, to bring awareness to climate change. And we were going to cut off all the power here to reduce, you know, the, the, the footprint that we're leaving here. I said, all right, but you're still going to play the game. Like you're still, <laughs> still going to play the game, which is, which is burning 10 millions amount oh, of, uh, of the carbon that you shut off for that 10 seconds. It's exactly like that because uh, people just like seeing, you know, assholes get their comeuppance. And so uh, it's not malicious. I don't think in any way, but it is funny. All right, guys, thanks for watching part one of our segment on the Burning Man climate catastrophe. We'll be discussing why this was such a big deal uh, relative to other climate protests and other festivals, why it's getting so much attention online uh, in part two of this video. So make sure to stay tuned to the channel, hit that like button, hit that subscribe so you know when it goes up.